1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. As TIA-1MDB's Chief Executive Officer, Sharul Haumi, was not only in charge of managing the company, he was also tasked with raising funds for it, a role that he admitted today his engineering and consulting background did not prepare him for. Suddenly thrust into the deep end, the prosecution's ninth witness said that he found himself out of his depth and having to rely and trust entirely on others. He agreed when Najib's lawyer Shafi Abdullah suggested that his inexperience was probably why he was chosen to helm the scandal-ridden fund. It was day 17 of Najib's 1MDB trial and the seventh day Sharul was on the stand. Shafi today zeroed in on what being CEO meant for Sharul. The witness said he never asked for the job as TIA or 1MDB CEO. It was just handed to him by the Trungano Sultan, and he understood that his main responsibility as CEO was to raise funds. Sharul is a Royal Military College and Stanford University alumnus. He graduated with an electrical engineering degree and his first job out of school was with Accenture. He was there for 13 years. And it was here that he met Joe Lowe who offered him the job of heading TIA via text message. But did you have any experience in fundraising prior to taking up the TIA job? Shafi asked today. No, Sharul said, I did not. In hindsight, do you think that's why Joe appointed you? Because you didn't have any experience? The lawyer probed. That's a possibility, Sharul answered. Less than three months after his appointment as CEO, the Trungano royal family decided to pull out of TIA. In his written testimony, which Sharul had read out previously, he described how the Sultan of Trungano had asked him to sign a resolution, ordering the issuance of Islamic bonds for TIA to be suspended. The Sultan had seemed angry and had said something about an unsavoury character. But despite the Sultan's orders, Najib had calmly told Sharul to go ahead with the bonds issuance and said that he would speak with the ruler himself. And that was how the federal government came to own TIA. Sharul said Joe Lowe had told him that the relationship between the federal government and the state of Trungano had soured over a political fight and that the palace was only asking questions about Joe because of conflict at the upper levels. This explanation seemed to satisfy the witness at the time. He did tell the court yesterday that Joe had liked him because he wasn't a busybody. So trusting was Sharul that when he signed a letter which was crafted word for word by Joe and addressed to Najib, he did not double-check if the contents of the letter were true. 
The letter detailed the 5 billion ringgit Islamic bonds issuance was dated March 27, 2009 and addressed to Najib, who was at the time Finance Minister and Deputy Prime Minister, under the premiership of Abdullah Ahmad Badawi. Najib took over as Prime Minister on April 3, 2009. Sharo said he signed the letter trusting Joe's word that Najib had agreed to its contents. One thing that did stand out to him at the time, though, was that Joe Lowe was very particular about the type of paper he used to print his letters. He would only use thick conqueror paper, Sharol said, and it would always jam up the printers. Next, Shafri referred to documentation concerning the 5 billion ringgit Islamic bonds issuance. In particular, the documents detail the roles of AM Investment Bank, RHB Bank and Bank Islam in this matter. AM Investment Bank was appointed as lead arranger and principal advisor, while RHB and Bank Islam worked together with AM Investment to manage and run the issuance. In undertaking this role, AM Investment had hired lawyers from Schoen Delamore to ensure that they were well equipped. Shafi asked if Sharol knew that the advice given by AM Investment was a legal one. The witness said he was not aware. On his part, Sharol said, he had to force himself to be familiar with and understand the complexities involving the bond's issuance. He admitted that it did not come naturally and he didn't have relevant prior experience. He said that he relied on his own lawyers from the firm Kadir Andri and Partners for advice. Shafi brought up more documentation. This time it was an agreement dated May 18, 2009. TIA's board of directors had passed the agreement via a circular resolution. The resolution was dated May 13, 2009. This doesn't make sense, the lawyer said. If the agreement was dated May 18, how could it have been passed five days earlier? Logically, the agreement wouldn't even have existed then. Sharul replied, saying that perhaps it would be better for Shafi to check this with former Ambank relationship manager Joanna Yu. The agreement was, after all, part of the bank's responsibilities as lead arranger. Now, if the name Joanna Yu sounds familiar, it's because it came up a lot in Najib's other trial, the one involving SRC International and 42 million ringgit that allegedly went into his personal bank accounts. Could someone have made it look as though the agreement went through the board and got it passed? Shafi asked. It's possible but unlikely, Sharul answered. The lawyer referred to a signed document which carried the names Joe Lowe and Goodstar, which is Joe Lowe's company. Whose signature is this? Shafi asked. Sharul said he didn't know. How is it possible that after all these years you cannot identify Joe's signature? Shafi asked. Because I've never seen a document which was signed by him. Isn't that a sign of something disastrous? The lawyer pressed. But Sharul said it didn't alarm him not even in hindsight. Why not? Shafi asked. Sharol said it was because Joe did not have any official dealings with 1MDB. 
This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. The team behind the Najib Razak 1MDB podcast are Revati Supramaniam, Yapik Kwan, Yvonne Lim, and Ravin Palanisami. Timothy Acharyam and Beat Hong provided additional reporting. And I'm Patrick Teo.